So hello everyone and welcome to the first of this week's editions of You Are My Borough. Thanks for joining us along. Um, as ever, uh, we hope you're enjoying these. Send us any comments you've got, any questions. Um, like and subscribe if you're watching it on YouTube um, or give us a like if you're listening on the podcast. Um, so we are going to have a look back at the Norwich game. Seems like an eternity ago now, but actually it was only last Friday. So we'll have a little look back at that. Uh, we'll have a chat about a few of the things that came out of that. Um, we'll also talk about what Michael Carrick's been talking about is, at his press conference this week. Um, and then we'll obviously look ahead to Wednesday night's game against Hull City and what that might mean for the rest of the running. So I'm joined as ever by my fellow Northern Echo writer, Dom Shaw. Hi, Dom. Hi, hey, Scott. You all right? Um, and we were both there at the Riverside on Friday night. A rare chance for us both to get to the same game. So um, I think for a lot of it, we were just sitting back and marvelling, weren't we? I mean, uh, whatever you say about this Borough side, when they click in the groove like that, they're fantastic to watch, aren't they? Yeah, it, it was one of those nights where you're glad the press box is at the top of the main stand at the Riverside as well. Because if that was Huddersfield away, that rain would have definitely blown in. <laughs> it would have, yeah. Um, it would have put a dampener on things in more ways than one, wouldn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it was like you said. I mean, it was a strange game in some senses because I, I do agree. I, I, I kind of um, completely see where Carrick was coming from when he said that he, he thinks Borough had played a lot mm, better. Yeah. Um I mean, Norwich defensively were just a shambles, weren't they? As bad as I've seen. It makes you wonder um, how they're back up there when they defend like that, doesn't it? I mean, it, you'd like, you know, yeah. it must be something of a one-off. But and I know they were missing Hanley and Ben Gibson, and that clearly made a big, big difference to them. But you're right. I mean, they were horrendous at the back, weren't they? Yeah. Um. And and I think at the minute, if there's one team that you you can't afford to defend like that against, it's it's Borough because, um, they've not just got kind of three or four top-class attackers at this level, but three or four top-class attackers who are playing with such confidence. And I'm I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about all of them, but um, we were talking about Cameron Archer up there, weren't we, as to, as to whether he's the best January signing made in the championship. I, 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 I think it's without doubt, really. And, and the other yeah. thing we said is I don't, I don't think, other than maybe Akpom, you know, take Akpom out the equation, obviously runaway leader at the top of the year, uh, Golden Boot race. Um, I don't think there's a, there's a striker you'd rather have in your team at the minute than than Cameron Archer yeah. in the Championship. Well, to be fair, we were coming away from that game saying, "Goodness me, uh, Aston Villa must have quite some team if if they got no interest in Archer and Ramsey." And then, to be fair, I was at Aston Villa the next yeah. game. I've got, I've got quite you some. Team. And, and Ramsey's brother's not half bad either. So, uh, so what what are you? I mean, looking at that then, because my my feeling is that um, Archer is. Emery is more likely to think Archer might be able to play a part next season. Ramsey may be further down the line, but maybe one more loan move might be beneficial for him next season. But, I mean, the way Villa are playing, and you would think they're going to strengthen again, he has got one almighty, they've both got yeah. almighty jobs on the hands, haven't they, to get in there. It's going to be an interesting one because obviously we, you know, we've watched quite a lot of Sunderland this season as well. And I don't know what you think, but obviously Sunderland had Ellis Sims in the first half of the season on loan from Everton, and they've now got Gelhart on loan from Leeds. And I just think Archer is a long, long way ahead of both of those in terms of where he's at in his development and whether he's ready or not to step into the Premier League. I think Archer could could play in the Premier League. I really do. Clearly, he's full of confidence at the minute, but. Um, you know, his, his runs, um, the way that he links play. But more than anything, what I like about him is, he's, and this is going to sound ridiculous, he's a striker who wants to score goals. Yeah. In an era when strikers are kind of now, 
what you know people want them to do a whole million different things they need to be this they need to be that they need to be a number 10 a nine and a half whatever archer for me is a proper number nine um and i think that'll take him a long way um i think you're right i think he will be in the villa squad probably next season um ramsey you're right is a bit more interesting because you know he, he really fills exactly the same role as his brother which is an interesting dynamic and the way his brother played against newcastle he could be in the next england squad so um, I think, yeah, I think Aaron Ramsey probably, um, yeah, you're right, m might be that little bit further behind. But, but I think Archer will be, um, will, will be in the Premier League next season. And it's just great that Borough have got them, haven't they? I mean, you know, like you say, the one thing that stood out from the Norwich game was the attacking interplay and the way that it wasn't just one threat Norwich had to worry about. It was, it was, you know, the central striker and the three behind them at any stage looked capable of scoring for Borough. And if you look back at Borough's best seasons at this level, um, it, it's been it's been loan signings, and more often than not, or, or at times in January, that have made the difference. Mm. Shrewd loose. You look back at the Carankas first season with Patrick Bamford, and even yes. Kenneth Omaruo was excellent in his first. Yeah, in, that's right. Yeah, um, Gaston obviously comes in and, and was yeah. the difference maker in in the January in the promotion season. And I think if Borough go on to win promotion. We might well look back and think, well, that have obviously been in the mix, but but would they have had quite enough without Archer and, and Ramsey in yeah. there? I do think they've made a significant difference. I think unless you're a, unless you're a team with um, you know significant parachute money to spend, i.e. Burnley, um, then loan signings are massive in the championship, aren't they? Because like you say, you can build a functional team, and to be fair. Without wanting to downplay them, that's probably what Luton are. They're a really good championship team. But what Archer and Ramsey have given Borough is just that little bit extra, that little bit of class, that little bit of Premier League quality. Um, and hopefully that'll tell come the end of the season. Well, I think, you, you, you know, you look you look at Sheffield United with the two lads they've got from Manchester City, and, and that's, yeah. been, that's been the same there. You look at Sunderland with them. With Ahmad Diallo, who's who's, who's yeah. on isn't he? When he's on son, yeah. I mean, he, he's won them yeah. that many points. Um, if if you can, like you say, if, if you can bring in that player, then they can, especially I think, especially I think attacking players where it's hard, it's it you know we, you know there's a premium on that if you're going to go out yeah. and spend big. I mean, what would you have to spend on a player with the quality of Ahmad or Ramsey or well, Archer or, or Archer exactly? If 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 Villa if Villa were to decide that Archer wasn't ready and wasn't going to break in and they decided to cash in young english striker i mean you'd surely be looking up over a 15 20 i was I was, I was going to say the minimum would be 10 to 15 yeah, for, a, yeah. for a, a, a an english striker under any under 21 international clearly proved himself a championship level ready to have a go at the premier league 10 to 15 will be your absolute minimum starting point i think but I think regardless of what happens in the summer, he's he's clearly going to have a big part to play. That's obvious, isn't it? That you yeah. know, I, I, I think there's every chance that Archer. I know you're looking at Akpom and thinking, can he get the thirty goals? Um, I think there's every chance Archer still gets three, four, five more before the uh, before the season's yeah. out. The yeah. way he's playing. Now, if there was to be a um, downside from Friday, and we uh, we don't like downsides here, but there probably was one in that. For the first time really all season, injuries are starting to come um, onto the horizon and injuries really all in the same position, which is the kind of slight worry um, with four games left. I mean, so we've got, obviously, Ryan McGree wasn't in the squad. <laughs> um, he's got an injury. 
sustained in training before the game. Not clear really yet um, exactly how serious that is. Obviously, Ramsey goes off in the first half, having um, been holding his ankle, having been struggling, two bounce of treatment, couldn't carry on. And then towards the end of the game, we've got Marcus Force gets a knock and is kind of hobbling off as well. So, um, I mean, you you were at Rockcliffe yesterday speaking to, um, to Michael Carrick-Dormit. He obviously he doesn't give a lot away injury-wise at the best of times. He's clearly not going to when there are issues there. But um, it's a bit of a worry, isn't it? The, the, those three players who, like I say, you know, pretty much the same part of the team. Uh, and we're starting to worry how long they might be out for. Carrick does keep his cards very, very close to his chest, doesn't he, when it comes to injuries? And and he, he, he kind of smiled knowingly yesterday when he was asked, is yeah. there any chance any of these players are going to be out until the end of the season? Um, and uh, he, he, he didn't say yes or no. He didn't say, he didn't say yes. You know, he, he did. He didn't want to commit to it, but yeah, but there, was, there was kind Which of indication. reading between the lines. We've seen enough of these press conferences. Makes you have a little bit of a worry because you yeah, would have that was it. If they were all very minor knocks, he'd be quite keen to say, "Look, no, that's definitely not the situation. They'll be fine. We, we're not worried about this." The fact yeah. that he didn't say that is is the slight worry, isn't it? That's it. That that was exactly what we thought. Um, there's obviously Dale Fry to factor in as well. Um, yeah. Fry's missed yeah. the last two games, uh, and, and we're still not clear really on the on the severity of that and, and whether he's trained. My, my feeling, based on nothing other than kind of you know being in a press conference and, and yeah, seeing yeah, yeah, him, the force didn't forces didn't look as serious. Now I might no. be made looked after here, but force yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't look as serious. Um, McGree clearly wasn't ready. I think he said, did he say it was his ankle? Yeah, uh, to BBC yeah. Tees after the game on Friday. Oh, agree, and um, Ramsey ankles, yeah. Yeah, and Ramsey, that looked pretty innocuous, didn't it, at the time? But, but yeah, but it was, it, it was kind of hurdling over that challenge from Aaron's, wasn't it? And it was hard to tell, really. I've seen it numerous times on replays, quite when and how he was clipped. But and he clearly wasn't right. He tried, you know, he tried. That's it, he tried twice, didn't he, to yeah. play on. And as you said, the, the the issue is you've got three players there playing the same positions in those wide attacking positions, mm. which 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 leads the conversation again on to Isaiah Jones. I was um, just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Here we were sat in the last yeah. uh, pod before the last game saying, well, you know, Michael Carrick seems to have made his bed there. He's not one that really goes back on it. And then sure enough, bang, Isaiah Jones is on the team sheet. And not only that, but he comes on and... Um, and actually looks pretty lively, didn't he, in the last 20 minutes? And I mean, as you say, all of a sudden, if we're talking about, well, two, you know, two of those three being out for any any length of period, because let's be honest, when we talk about to the end of the season, we're only talking about a couple of weeks, aren't we? Then Jones is potentially going to be a really important player now all of a sudden, isn't he? Yeah, we the, the, we we asked Carrick about that on on um, Monday at his press conference, and there's some quotes going online at uh, at two o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, and, and they'll be in the paper on Wednesday. and And he said exactly what you said there, basically that he that he that he added real spark from the bench. He was positive. He had energy. Um, it, it it was a suggestion that you know, yeah, we are going to see Jones back in the squad now, um, especially mm. given the injuries, and, and well, there's every yeah. chance. 
there's every chance that he might well have a big part to play in the running. Carrick said that he's 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 been happy with the reaction from him. Jones um, posted on Instagram, I think it was after the game on yeah. Friday, saying it's been a difficult spell on and off the pitch for for me and my family. Um, but it clearly, you know, touch wood, whatever, whatever, if anything has gone on, he's you know he's 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 in a frame of mind where he can play now between now and the end of the season, and and it looks like. He, he can play a part. Um, I, I think it'd be a surprise if he started against Norwich, but then um, what's the alternative, really? Hayden Hackney, Hayden Hackney played in that kind of advanced left position, didn't he? Which I thought yeah. worked a treat. But is would, would Carrick see that as being a kind of permanent fix between now and the end of the season, if that was needed? Um, yeah. Well, that's because interesting. If you want to speak with natural width, then I think, Joan, you've got to have Jones in there, really, haven't you? What are your other options? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, and you know, what? I mean, if, if Ramsey and McGree are both going to be out, then you're right. I think it comes down to one of two things. You either move Hackney to the left and start with Moat or Barlazer alongside um, Johnny Howson. That's assuming forces fit on the right. Or you move force across to the left, presumably, and play Jones down the right. Um, and it'll be an interesting one because, I, you know, I, I'm like you. I actually thought Hackney did really well in that role. Um but with a caveat that he did really well in a game that Borough completely dominated against a side who defensively were absolutely all over the shop and just didn't seem to know how they were going to construct their back four, who was meant to be doing what. So, um, you know, would you want that from the outset against Hull? Maybe, because I actually also thought Moat did well when he came on, in fairness. I didn't think he looked out of place there. So that would be one option that, that would then, you know, you know, allow you to keep Jones on the bench and kind of ease him in. But... Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I I think whatever one... happens, you're going to see a lot more of Jones between now and the end of the season and potentially in the playoffs than we thought we were going to even just a week ago, aren't we? And and and, and the fact of the matter is, if Jones is on song, he can, he can be a game changer at this level. Mm. We saw that last season. Um, I do think, you know, when you're touching on there, who's going to play on the left, that, that there is the, not the complication, but the fact that, bear in mind that, Giles kind of has that freedom to 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 get forward on the left. Now yeah. Smith does as well, but Smith is clearly more you know right back first, isn't he? Than than yes. a wing back. Um, yes. So so that's why I think McGree works so well on that left side with Giles. He almost offers that bit that bit of protection, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, which might have been in Carrick's thinking when he put Hackney out there. Um, yes. On on Friday night. Like you say, it might well be a horses for courses. You might well look at look at Hull and think we can get up them with two kind of out and out wingers. But then you go to Luton and it's an altogether different a different, game, different challenge, yeah. isn't it? Um, there might be one of them one back by them because Carrick gives nothing away. It's so it's so difficult to know. But it's his first real selection issue, isn't it? Since he since yeah, he came. it is. Which what makes it interesting, really? You're right. It's the first time that potentially. He's going to have to do a little bit of square pegs in round holes um, because, the, like you know, as you rightly say, if, if you lose two or three players from the same positions, then any any team's going to kind of have to do that. I mean, was there anything else that stood out you from with, with you from Michael Carrick yesterday? I mean, he was also pretty positive on Barlazer and Moat, which again, a is probably justified in that whenever they've come in, they haven't really let him down. But b, it's it's maybe an indication that he accepts that he's probably going to have to use them a bit more than he thought between now and the end of the season, maybe. Well, there's every chance that one of them starts tomorrow night, isn't there? Because of what we're talking about yeah. there. Um, and again, it'd be interesting whether it was Mowat or, or 
Barlaza in from the start. I mean, that change on Friday night, I don't think anyone saw coming really, did they? And it, no. and it worked a treat. Um, but yeah, you know, Barlaza's made one start. I don't think Mowat had made a start in the second half of the no. season before coming on yesterday, which which just speaks volumes really about Hackney and Housen's mm-hmm. excellence in the middle of the park, doesn't it? And, I, and, and, and he did say, Carrick, that, um, you know, when Barlaza came in, he, he, he obviously knew that Hackney and Housen were playing so well. Barlaza, when he joined, was a second, was a joint top um, at the assists table with Ryan Giles. So the fact that yeah. he hasn't had a kick really shows, says everything. Um, but he, he, he just talked again, Carrick, about how he, he the importance of the squad and reiterating this message that they have to be ready. And I guess he's been backed up in recent weeks, especially by, by Mowat coming in and being ready. I think it's credit to Mowat. I don't know what you think, but I think it's credit to Mowat that, um, you know, he's a player on loan. He hasn't played as much as he'd have liked this season. The chances are he's going to go back to his parent club in the summer. It'd yeah. be a huge surprise if Borough made that permanent, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. It would have been easy, really, for him to take his eye off the ball. And yet uh, he comes off the bench in a difficult game in, in minging conditions and puts in a performance like that. Um, so... I think it's credit credit to his professionalism, really, and his and his approach. Um, yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. I mean, you know, he's. Um, I guess he's at a certain stage of his career now, isn't he? Where you know he's not necessarily a young kid who's going to get all flustered and all upset about not being involved. He's had highs and lows in his career. He's been there. He's done that. So that probably helps with it. But but I mean, no, you're right. He, you know, he. Um, when Borough needed him on Friday night to make that positional change and that reshuffle in midfield, he. Um, he came in and, like I said, slotted in seamlessly. Looked like he'd been kind of playing there all season, which, which is another you know big um big tick for him. But I guess also for Burris coaches who kept kept him ticking over and and so that when he went in there, he knew exactly what was expected of him within this kind of Michael Carrick setup and Michael Carrick system. I think I think the one thing on Balasa is um you know what football's like. It's it's so impatient, isn't it? As an industry, as fans especially, we all are, yeah. aren't we? You, you, you kind of it's always who's the next signing and when they're going to play. Um, and yet, logically, it works really, doesn't it, for Barlaza to come in and and spend six months, kind of without the pressure of making immediate impact, getting to grips with exactly what Carrick wants when you come in in the middle of the season. Um, and you would think next season you're going to see the best of him, and and yet the kind of football fan reporter in you looks at it and thinks there's a new signing there who's who's only started once. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in the long run, he's he's going to benefit, isn't he, from from seeing and and being part of 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 the system without really the pressure of playing three games a week every week. I think you're I think you're right. Um, with the caveat that if Borough go up. That's the thing, yeah. Then there's clearly going to be significant changes and there's going to be, you know, you would imagine an upgrade of the playing squad. There's going to have to be. So, you know, players will inevitably get kind of lost along the way in that. And, and it, you you know, it would be a bit unfortunate for Barlaser if he's made this move and then Borough do end up going up and he, and he kind of becomes surplus to requirements just through a numbers game, if nothing else. Um, we, we, might, we might well end up. We might be, yeah, we, that's first world problems to have that. And we might well end up describing him as like a new signing in the summer if um, <laughs> yeah. we've done that plenty of times over the years. There'll be a few of them, wouldn't there? There'll be a few yeah. of them. So let's, uh, so let's have a look at what we've kind of got coming up um, this week then. So there's a full 
um, a full run of championship matches. I mean, where are we now? Then this second place argument is that can that be <laughs> again? I mean, you know, Sheffield United. Uh, they looked like they were maybe wobbling a little bit, but in the end, ran out very comfortable winners at the weekend and, and look like they're pretty much there now, don't they? Yeah, you, you think so. It, when you look at the table, it kind of looks like Burnley are going to win it. Sheffield United look yeah. pretty set for second. It's, yeah. Luton and Bur- it's Luton and Borough for third. And then it's yeah. just one almighty scrap for those last two places, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, I would say that. I mean, obviously, the, the, the fact that Borough play Luton is interesting in that it you know it'll tell us a bit about where the two clubs are at and but you, in the big scheme of things what would look like being an absolutely massive game you're right it's probably going to mean really very little it's probably going to decide who finishes third and who finishes fourth and then you've got a whole clump of teams below that now you know we don't want to get too far of our head of ourselves but um where are we at in terms of that huge one because if Burr, <laughs> if Burr, yeah if Burr are going to finish third or fourth which all things being equal, is probably by far at the moment the most likely um, conclusion. Then they're going to end up getting one of that batch of kind of what? Millwall, Blackburn, um, Norwich, Sunderland, Coventry, um, West Brom, Watford, maybe. Uh, it's going to be someone from that batch, isn't it? And this is the thing. Um, and this is how Sunderland have, have found themselves right back in amongst it, I think. Not you always say, don't you? There's one team. There's one team who'll, who'll go on a run and get themselves in. But I think really, whoever the the chances are, whoever finishes fifth and sixth is almost going to fall in through the back yeah. door. Um, You're right. There's none of them. There's none of them are on the kind of run at the minute that you'd think when they get the, the end of the season. You're thinking, goodness me, they've 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 won nine of the last ten or eight of the last ten. You know, no. none of them are going to be able to do that because they're not doing it at the minute. I mean, I think Millwall had Millwall not scored in four before their game at the weekend. Um, that was right, yeah. Preston, Preston have been on a brilliant run, but yeah. both thumped them four 0 a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, and then, then they obviously stalled as well. Black, Blackburn um, are stuttering. There's no getting away from that. In Norwich, yeah. you, I think you kind of probably looked at Norwich after Wagner and thought, "Oh, they're going to put it together." But yeah. we saw we saw them. West Brom, so, I know they won away on on the, the weekend, but their away form's dreadful. Coventry, maybe are they the ones coming yeah. with a with a decent? Because you, you know you forget Coventry had that really strange start where they barely played a game because of the pitch. So actually, you know their form since that and um, since they kind of started playing catch up. It's probably the best of all of that batch of teams. I, I I keep saying on this video, I think I really like Gokarez. I think he, apart from Akpom, is is the um the kind of standout forward in the league this year. Um, they're at Blackburn on on Wednesday night, so the same night Borough played. That's that a big game for Blackburn. A big game, doesn't it? Blackburn Covenant. Especially for Blackburn, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean Norwich versus QPR. You'd expect them to win there because everyone's beating QPR at the yeah. minute. Luton obviously at Reading. Um, what Watford are a pantomime, aren't they? Which yeah. which leaves us with Sunderland. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and let's be honest, there was a period about two or three months ago when every fan was saying this is going to be Borough Sunderland, and then it looked like that had gone because a the hope was that Borough might get in the top two, and b it looked like Sunderland had dropped out of it. All of a sudden now, we're back in the realms of possibility where if Borough could finish third. Sunderland could finish now. Bear in mind, we've we, um recorded this on the morning of 
Tuesday. So Sunderland play Huddersfield tonight. That they have to win that, I think. And that's a Warnock Huddersfield tie that, as we know, are um, party poopers par excellence. But um, but I mean, can you imagine Borough Sunderland in a playoff semi final? I mean, just imagine Mowbray's pre match press conference. <laughs> It, I think um, it would last about three days. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and, and the funny thing is, I, I think if you were looking at the teams, um, I, 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 on current form, I'd fancy Borough against any of those teams below them over two legs. Um, yeah. I think Borough would overpower them. But but Sunderland are one of the teams who you look at and think, when when they have one of their on days, as Borough saw, really, when... when yeah. When, yeah, there, there. And I think Borough were poor that day, but but some of them were really good. Um they are, they they can they, they do have the attacking players to hurt teams, don't they? Now now they're very yeah. young and they can be naive at times, and, and that might ultimately cost them and they might fall just short, mightn't they? But but I do think when you look at the teams chasing, some of them are probably one of the teams you'd 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 rather avoid. Um very but, what, but, what do you think about I, I... Sorry, go on, go on. No, no, sorry, go on, go on. I was, I was just going to say, what do you think about? I've, I've been banging this kind of um, idea that I think if you that that Borough would, I think if you're going to play Luton or Millwall, you want them in the final. Not Wembley, yeah, I because agree I think with that. that. Playing Luton or Millwall at Wembley is a completely different proposition to playing them at Kenilworth Road or the Den on, say, a Friday night in a playoff yeah. semi-final. The yeah. crowd will be crazily up for it. You know, they are... Well, Millwall is just an intimidating atmosphere, full stop. Luton is the ultimate football and throwback in terms of Kenilworth Road on a, on a, on a night that means something. And I think that I think that of all the clubs, if you're going to end up playing either of those at any stage, you'd rather it was the final than the semi. So I think in the semi, you'd, you'd take Blackburn, you'd take Coventry, you'd take Norwich. You'd probably take Sunderland because although... It would be a derby, the Stadium of Lights, not the Den. It's a very different environment you're going into. Yeah, and and I, and I think the thing with all those teams you've talked about there, Blackburn, Coventry, Sunderland, is they all they all try and play football. Um, yeah, and I think over two legs that that would play into Borough's hands. Um, whereas with Millwall and Luton, you can well imagine an away leg where they, it, it, it's a it's a scrap and and you end yeah. up coming out on the back end of a 1-0 defeat thinking kind of what's just happened there again yeah. I, I still think you'd fancy Borough to, to overturn that in a second leg but I do completely agree that those two teams you'd I think you'd rather play in a in a Wembley final in a final I, I think on 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 current on current form you'd you'd, you'd You'd fancy you'd want Blackburn to sneak in and you'd want them over yeah. two legs because also Norwich. I mean, yeah. if you end up playing Norwich, what happened the other night has to have some kind of an impact, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you would think so. The, 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 the chances are they're going to have at least one of, of the two main defenders back. I mean, we felt for Ben Gibson on Friday night, didn't we? Because he was a sky yeah. pundit. And- what do yeah. you say at half time after half watching? Time. When you were I, know, I, I haven't actually had a chance to watch it back, so I don't know what he did say. But goodness me, that's a that's a that's a hospital pass, isn't it? Oh, what do you think God, that's defended in the first half, Ben? Yeah, yeah, God. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, it, it's and it, and the thing is, because of the championship, we we could ask these questions again in in you know three weeks' time, and one of those teams might have strung together three. 
four really emphatic yeah. victories, and suddenly you're yeah. saying, "Oh, you don't, you know, I wouldn't fancy Preston the way they're okay. playing." Or, yeah, yeah, so we'll see. As, good- as we've done, as we've done for the last four or five weeks, I mean, I'm sure we'll flip flop a few more times. Before yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, let's um, let's wrap up by looking ahead to the whole game. Then, I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I mean, it's one of those that you know. All things being equal, the classic on paper, there's you know, there's absolutely no reason why Borough shouldn't go into that absolutely full of confidence and be deservedly strong favourites, is there? No, I watched Hull in that game at Sunderland where there wasn't a striker oh, the four, on the pitch. Oh, yeah. In far, far, yeah. Um, yeah, Aaron Conley is injured, so he won't be getting the Riverside reunion. I'll, I'll ignore the obvious uh, punchlines there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, they try and play again, Hull, and I think um, I think Borough will just have have too much fun. He's done a really solid job there as senior, hasn't he? Because when you look yeah. back to November, it was Carrick's first win, and, and and Carrick talked about that yesterday. It was Hull who were obviously in the opposition corner when when Carrick won for the first time, and and for all a lot has been made about kind of Borough transforming themselves at that stage. You did look at Hull with the previous mm. manager in charge and think. You know, I, I fear yeah, for them. Um, yeah, yeah Rossini's come in and guided them away. The five unbeaten, but I think four of them are draws. I just think Borough will have too much for him. I, th- I think it'll be another comfortable win. What do you reckon? I think the same. Yeah, I think the same. I think that, um, I, I think that, like you say, if I have any worries at Borough at the minute, and, and, and this is, you know, kind of not even really borne out by statistics. It's probably an away game at a team that doesn't necessarily want to play football. So I'm looking at Luton on Monday night thinking that could be a real interesting one in terms of how Borough shape up and handle that. Hull at home, I don't think is the kind of game that Borough really have anything to to worry about or fear about. And I'm like you, I just think that in a footballing context, as we've seen, you know, Borough can out football pretty well. They can out football any team in this league, maybe Bar Burnley. Um, so I am, I, um, yeah, I, I think it'll be a reasonably comfortable home win, 2 0 maybe. Um, and then as I say, we move on to, to Monday night, which, um, which could be a fair bit different, yeah. And I think tomorrow, judging by the by this team selection and what Carrick says afterwards, we might get a little bit more, um. On, on the injuries and, yeah, and clarity on where we're at in terms of yeah. the end of the season or the playoffs. Yeah. 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 But we'll see. Well, listen, um, hope you enjoyed that. We've had a natter. Um, as I say, we'll be back at the back end of the week. We'll we'll be looking at what happened against Hull and then we will have a look ahead to Luton and I'm sure we'll have we'll pontificate again on where that's left things. <laughs> um Drop us a line. We'd love to get any questions or thoughts. Um, we have got a few guests lined up for the next couple of weeks, so we'll be getting some more of those. Um, but obviously, it's pretty much game, game, game between now and the end of the season. Um, but like, subscribe, um, send us your comments and any questions, and we'll get to them at the back end of the week. But for now, enjoy the whole game. Enjoy your week. And thanks for watching or listening to You Are My Borough.